This is the party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right, P O D D Y. It's the Trim Healthy Podcast with Serene, Pearl, and Danny, and you've made it back to another epic Wednesday with epic content and epic audio excellence. Yeah, and do you know what? Epic audio excellence? The rattle. The baby rattle that's like right next to my mic. We're I don't so know if glad Charlie's here. Oh, she's singing. <gasps> yes. She's recuperating. Why? Why? Because she's uh, a year old and, you know, um, my children don't seem to be interested in food that early for some reason. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, she's I keep them in need up. Um, but well, anyway, she's been tasting a banana. Oh. And um, my children tend to turn bananas into concrete. As their yes. first food. I remember Arden, your first yeah. son, you fed him bananas as his first food. And very, very ripe. They say that. Very, very ripe. And and what came out the other end, the hardest, blackest, I mean, yeah. the poor child. You could have built a house yeah. with it. Yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and for some reason I was going so slow and I was trying her on avocado and bone broth and coconut oil and all the stuff and she just wasn't interested in food and she's a year old and I'm like, you know what, you got to start because you're acting so hungry. Okay. So I started on the banana because she loved it. Again. Like after all, trying all the others. She, she liked the sweet. She loved it. Yeah. But I tell you what, she's been shaking and screaming and doing a little concrete marbles. Really? She's yeah. trying to push the marbles out. Well, you all wanted to know can that, you throw didn't some, you? Can yeah. babies take psyllium husks? Or is that- oh, that'd be worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turn the marbles into like marble statues. Into granite. Oh, yeah. you're going to have to go back to egg yolks she's or something. But she likes that sweet stuff. Yes. And you can't give the babies the raw honey, hey, can you? No. On this topic, I've had lots of friends who've had babies with, you know, uh, colic or mm. uh, baby poo issues, I guess. Yeah. And like the only thing that works is like sticking them in a warm sink and like pressing their knees against their yeah, belly and stuff. Yeah, we've been doing the knee massage. Yeah. yeah is, is, what, what do you do in the case of concrete for babies? The knee massage. And I've been taking a lot of fennel tea. Yourself, you know, yeah. Oh, to go through the breast go, milk, yeah. To the baby. Oh, just so it becomes really liquidy, your milk. Mm, well, yeah, I think that it just helps them too. The fennel, um, you know, the components to fennel come oh, into the milk. Of course, I think. yeah. Is, is that at Walmart? Or? Constipation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And the digestive gas thing because yeah, it makes you have, the milk flow more. If you too. have the poopy in yeah. there too long. It causes yeah. methane gas too, right? Yeah, yeah she's having but some But we good actually old didn't want to start off talking about poops and baby gas. Baby poop, do, 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 baby poop, poop. We actually, we're going to, one of these days we need to devote a whole podcast to first baby foods, but Serene, maybe you need to get better at it before you preach on it. Oh, mate. <laughs> I got tried some great recipes, except for she didn't like them. <laughs> she just wants the good old banana. banana. Anyway, I had something to say this week. It was just on my heart, you know, and it doesn't seem like much. Bring but, it. Um, Bring it, Pearl. It was so strong on me this week. I know we've spent a lot of Many, I want to say a lot, but we've spent a few podcasts here talking about the power of your words. What are you speaking over your life? And I feel like we've harped on it. But I guess, yes, Serene? You can't harp on a good thing enough is what I say when I lecture my children. Well, it's always in my mind and heart because I used to be, an, yeah, I used to be a negative speaker, okay. right? No more. Now I'm a positive speaker. But to get from where I was to where I am now, and I'm still learning, of course, it was an. It's an everyday choice. It's an everyday, basically taking up your cross. It's an everyday gird up the loins of your mind. It's an everyday. I think this, that, not that, and I speak this, not that. But the power of words. I know you think. Well, maybe you're tuning in, saying, "Oh, they're on this topic again." No, yes, I am. Guess why? Because I don't think some of you have got it yet. I feel like the mother about to give you just a, a good old talking to. Can I be a telltale tip? That's a word. <laughs> Do you have what? that here? A what? Okay, that's what we grew up in New Zealand saying, telltale tit. Tit? You have that Leslie here in America? It. You have it in America? Hey, producer John, you have it in America? I mean, no. The no, ver- producer Les from, from, from I mean, England. we may have them. We just don't know about it. I use that this word is daily. Telltale tit. Your tongue will split. Monkey chew. Oh, I forget it, but i tell you, Something I use that word, telltale tit. That comes out of my mouth more than any other word during the day. Stop being a telltale tit. I've got my own set of eyes. If I want to 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 um be training the other boys, I will. Stop stop telling me what they're doing wrong. Like the boys, my boys yeah. will constantly tell on each other. We like call constantly. it um well, so white people call that tattletelling. Mm-hmm. And where I come from, we call it snitching. Yeah, snitching, snitching. or narking. Yeah. Can I be a narking or a snitching? Yeah, sn- okay, so we have talked snitch. here about the positive 
um, mm-hmm. words and we've been talking about, you know, speaking life of ourselves and this power of death and life and the tongue and Danny, man, what if you could? He's right up there with us, man. He's just, what if you could? Oh, you're going to tell on Danny. What if you could is, is his T-shirt, man. It's his title. It's his name. But guess what? You know, we've, we've told you here on the podcast that he came to work the other day in his wife's robe, <laughs> wore it for two weeks, grocery shopping in it, going to Kroger's because he, he needed just, a hug. You got a bit just, in a bit of a funk mentally, right? Some physical things were happening, but it happened in your brain mentally. It wasn't a bit. It was, it yeah. was the darkest place so, I've ever been so in. So after the few podcasts, we sat down and we're like, Danny, we're going to speak some life of you. And we, we, we started speaking what he's spoken to you guys. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, wow, that's deep. That's new stuff, eh? No, we're like, and no. we're like, no, you've been saying this to us and to everybody. We're like, no, Danny, we talk about this almost every week. And he's like, oh, yeah, but it only just hit me. <laughs> so the point being is in the snitching, my point is, is that we can always do with a good dose. Even the, even the, pine, even the, the people that preach it the most need a yeah. good dose. Well, there, there's a phenomenon about that even in um, when uh, – having someone kind of speak into your business or health or something, even those experts who you may hire to do that actually have people they hire for themselves because it's very difficult to, it's obviously possible. And there's times when you have to encourage yourself, Mm -hmm. but it's so hard and it's so helpful for someone else to come in and diagnose and look and say, Hey, this is what's so clear and you can't see it because you're in it. Right. Exactly. Just this week, I I thought about the power of words in a new way. And you know the things we speak over us. And I'm speaking about us specifically, many aspects of our lives, but our trim, healthy mama journeys, our health journeys in this context. You know, what are you saying? Because still, honestly, I know not everyone listens to these parties, but a good group of you do. And we've been talking here about what are you saying over yourself? Are you saying, you know, I am such a stubborn loser that, or I just can't do those foods. And, you know, oh, I, I, because I'm allergic to these 50 things or the things or that blood we're sugar, saying. Like diabetes runs in my family. Yeah, I'm just one of those ones who can't get it together. Um, I just can't seem to do this trim healthy mama thing. Okay, think about some of the things you've said this week. And then I want to think about the power of words. I want you to think about the power of words. I was thinking about this week. You know when you are dating someone, maybe, and you realize, could this be the one, you know? And, and there's those three words, I love you, right? But you don't say them at first. There's this huge like waiting time or should I? And because those words have such power, they change the course of a relationship. No, they change the course of a life. Mm-hmm. They can. Those three words set in motion things that automatically happen once they're released from mm-hmm. your mouth, right? Think about it. Totally true. So you wait and there's a time and you announce, I love you. Mm-hmm. It is out there. It is spoken. Mm-hmm. And now things happen. All right. Your whole body changes. Your mind changes. It was a decision. I love someone. I act differently now. I choose different choices in my life now. My whole, everything changes with those three words Mm -hmm. that you decided to speak, right? Now, how about these other words? How they change your life. These are just words, people, just words. I I want you to think about the power of these words. I want a divorce. What happens with those four words? Huge things are set in motion just through saying Mm -hmm. them to your partner. You know, a lawyer is contacted, feelings change, a decision is made, children, you know, uh, their parents go in different directions. It's like universe is set on a different course with just these things that we speak and then things happen. So I want to say... You know, when you say those words, and even if you're not seeing it, no, I am healed. Oh, what happens? So true. I was just thinking about that as you were speaking, Pearl. What happens if somebody's diagnosed with a disease and all of a sudden they go home and say, you know what, to their friends, I'm dying? Oh, I mean, that is huge. And science has seen it. Science has seen even with false. Um, diagnoses where where the doctor will be like, you've got three months to live or you've got three weeks to live. And 
the people will die within that time, even though yeah. actually they didn't even have the disease because it was a false diagnosis. But it was spoken over them and they go home and they repeat it and they tell their body it. And it becomes a synapse in the brain. And the brain then produces proteins in the body and all of the things line up with what you're speaking about. What about this? Yeah. My metabolism is slowing down now because I'm over the hill where, I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, uh, because I'm postmenopausal now, now it's going to be really hard for me to keep the weight yeah. off. Or-, or right now I could, you know, I'm going through changes. I remember we had Coach Chris sit here a few weeks ago and, you know, she's in perimenopause like I am. It's just a label, but we both could be looking at the, like this like, wow, this is hard. My hormones are so wacky, you know. I'll have a period twice in a month and then I won't have one for three or four months. Rather, And it's messing up my metabolism rather than I'm in this beautiful stage called perimenopause where I've had my children and now I'm released into a new lease on life. My life is changing, but oh, the benefits that I feel seasoned. I feel wiser. I'm going to adjust my eating habits a little bit because of this beautiful season in life that God has let me live long enough to experience. No, that is the way I want to walk, talk yes. about it. And that's the way I want to look, look about it. Danny, you want to talk? Wow, <clears throat> man. Y'all are just so good that like the whole time you're talking, I'm like four topics in at this point of like directions <laughs> and ideas. And I know you go to speak, but then we cut you off. So you were probably there about like uh, three topics ago. Yeah. But, you know, as I was driving here today, I was actually thinking about, um, give me a second. You, <laughs> you guys don't like this word. I was thinking about death mm-hmm. and how serious the fear of death is in people mm-hmm. that we would never kind of consciously say that, you know, we're walking around afraid of death. I actually just faced death and I don't mean real death. I mean, mental, like the, the internet death. told me I had cancer, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it was so deep and so dark. Um, it was like being under a thousand pounds of water. Right. And I, I mean, I could not see out of it. I wept. Mm wept in my bathroom alone at midnight, couldn't sleep, and just wept as I saw my kids at my funeral. I mean, just... Yeah, your brain went there and... Just washed in death. And, you know, it's had me thinking about it lately and how, you know, it's the inevitable destiny of every human being, what we commonly call death, which I think is a really bad word to call mm. what's hap- what happens mm. as we sail to our next adventure, right. which I like a lot better than yeah. death. Because if you think about how natural it is and how like we avoid it and run from it our whole life, you know, when, you know, at funerals, we throw flowers. Every- I mean, we're trying to just like escape it. And th- there's such a reframing, I think, that needs to happen with what the human experience is as a whole about loss and suffering and death and I think when we when we really face it and overcome it and see it victoriously thanks to Christ mm. it just changes how we eat and how we walk and you know I just realized that the thing I was that was really holding me back in so many areas was being afraid of the consequences of death and I didn't I never knew that until I faced it and grieved it for like a solid week mm-hmm. and ha- and actually had I felt like I faced death it was like a lion I had mm-hmm. to fight mm-hmm. you know and you know as so many things when when you were talking it, have you guys heard the story about and it may be made up you were talking about div- when somebody says I want a divorce have you heard the story of the man who told his wife he wants a divorce and wanted it finalized in 30 days. And she wasn't with him. She didn't even know. And then she found out he was cheating. Supposedly this is a real story, but mm-hmm. I read it online, so I don't know. And she finally agreed, but said under one condition, I'll sign the papers, but you have to carry me to bed every night. Mm-hmm. You have to carry me, just mm-hmm. like we did when we first got married. Aww. And he reluctantly agreed to do this. And he said the first three nights were really awkward as he Mm. carried this person he didn't love anymore around like a friend. (laughs) And he would, uh, he did it night after night. He said like by night five, he said he just noticed that she was wearing a a mascara that he thought was kind of nice. And like, and it goes through this whole process of like by like night 10, Mm. it's like they, 
we're like newlyweds. Yeah. And, you know, I thought of that as you said, you know, how powerful those those words are because those words, um, they really frame up deeper mentalities that are behind those words. And if you can catch those little foxes, you know, yeah. and one of the ways to catch them, I think, is really being conscious of your words and what you're believing about your life. Are you believing that your marriage is going downhill? Yeah. You know, do you believe that your marriage is not what it used to be? I mean, you, we've all got phrases yes, that we phrases. repeat in our brain. And those phrases are so powerful. Oh, so true, Danny. And and, and on a lighter level, because that was so awesome and deep. Sorry. And, no. Always. I don't want to go lighter. I'm just embarrassed <laughs> for going lighter because that was just so deep and, <laughs> and sweet and meaningful. And, and uh, I love that. But but just I, I don't want to like just just go lighter and just change gears and, and just be. But quirky. you are, so go ahead. But um, just do oftentimes it. when I'm at the store. And I, and I meet meet somebody. They'll just it's just people are just so used to saying negative things they don't even realize it, and um, they'll be they'll, they'll just say things like, "Yeah, um, I'll be looking at some something, some contraption or a stroller or something," and they're like, "Yeah, well, I don't can't walk like I used to ever since I turned you know turned the corner at fifty. I've been aches and pains mm-hmm. since then, and I'm just going downhill mm-hmm. every day." And you know they're happy, they're joking, yeah, they're, they're laughing joking. about it. But they're speaking it over their body. or Everywhere will, you go. Or it'll be like even with my children, oh, better you than me. Look at all those children, you know, that my children were the death of me. And, yeah. you know, Ooh, I, called, I called myself to my son who's 13 now. Yeah. I was like, oh, you, you think you're uh, ready to take on your old man. Yeah, right. And I just shut it down. I said, not sorry, I'm not old at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call myself timeless now and I actually, and I actually totally believe it. I'm all about it because... You know, I'm the youngest of a, of the family, our family, and I um am used to being the Shirley Temple, right? The well, baby. That and my so whole, much. <laughs> my whole pride was in yeah. the fact that I was the younger one, you know. But now, once you get all over forty, sorry, you're all just a bunch of, you yeah. know, just a bunch of <laughs> old fluffs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not really. I'm just totally teasing. But my point being is, it's. I'm realizing, oh, that identity isn't mine anymore, the little baby. No. But I'm realizing I'm totally timeless. Like, I'm a spring chicken. Eternal life, mate. Eternal life. This When I'm in my 90s, that's just going to be an awesome season because I love summer, autumn, winter, spring. It's just going to be a season. But that, all of that is just, it's just all conceptual. It's just conception stuff because eternal life when we cross Hmm. the veil. Hey, you're listening to The Party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> this is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right. It's P-O-D-D-Y. And can I talk about that deep subject of death for a minute, Danny, because I know that you got you were there, and I we talked to you, and you were there, and you, you were in a tough place. And as I told you, I've been there before. I used to have night terrors because I'm like, what if I torn from my family you know what if I get breast cancer and, and my children are left and how would they do that and they need me because their father can't and put to them that that they need me for you know all the things that would be left that you know God's got it but here's what I want to say about death we, we we are born and we die right however we as believers in Christ we are new creatures as like you say, we need to look at it differently. We're going to our next adventure to be with mm. our Father, right? Again. But we are awarded a long, healthy life here. Yes. Now, some things, acts of God, we don't understand. I don't think they're acts of God, but sometimes there's tornadoes or things like that. But I believe, and the Bible clearly shows us, we are to be in health. And it says, if you honor your parents, you have a long, long, long life is one of the promises. Mm-hmm. And so I refuse to live in the a fear of death. If God chooses to take me on a plane or something, then that's his. He will deal with my children and stuff. But no longer am I going to spend my nights in terror over right. what that, because that's when it's a spirit of fear and that's when it shapes our lives. I see in what you're saying. It, you, there's like the, the double sided seesaw. We've got to yeah. trust the sovereignty of God. Yes. And we don't know. Um, what he knows, his eternal scope. Yeah. So we'll let leave him to that, right? Right. But what what job has he given us to? He's given us the job of taking hold of his promises and cashing them in. Yes. 
Now he's given us a blank <laughs> check. We can cash none and we can put zero on the check. Yep. Or we could put the whole spank in all of them, right? And so when, when all my that son, check is healing when my, and health. When my son Arden, yes. just for new peeps in the room, he was fighting cancer and got to the stage where it was. Stage four, very bad. Yeah, yeah, just that, that'll that sum it up. Um, days, but I remember days my to live brother, according to hospital, yeah. Yeah, my brother coming out and we were all like, we were we had a 17-week every night prayer meeting just like totally claiming the promises over Arden. But my brother came out and he started just, an anointing came over him. Mm. I just remember he, it was like, it wasn't just a gentle prayer. There was a lot of lovely gentle prayers, but this was like, this is his right, his right, his contractual right. There's a contract that, that a young man who honors his mother and father, he shall have a long life. Now, Arden has honored his mother and father, mother and father. It is his contractual right. And he was just like, totally like, totally. I remember that. It night. was, it was, it, we all got pins and needles. It was, he was just saying, I'm taking the check all the way to the bank and I refuse to have nothing but the total fulfillment of what I write on that check. Because it's it's a right of his and it's a contract. And I believe that we can do that so powerfully in so many areas. The promises are for us, but so many times we just let them sit on the shelf. We just let them sit in the dusty old Bible. We have to appropriate them, you know, but, fancy but words. It's all, but, but as we say them, like, dude, you got to speak them out because then it the speaking out sets things in motion. It's a spiritual law, but it's a universal law, meaning it's an earthly law. What we speak births things. So maybe you don't feel love for somebody. And maybe you have said those dreaded four words, I want a divorce. But maybe as you turn around your words and just say, I love you, even if you're not feeling it, you're starting another law in motion mm-hmm. there. You start, you're, you're starting back the law of love. and and Yes, it puts things in motion. Exactly. Exactly. And we're not saying, of course, you know, if there's infidelity, what you choose in your marriage. You choose if, if you know, obviously we're for marriage. There's, a, there's but, been some amazing yes, marriages being turned around there even is. when there has been. But we're not looking at your marriage and contracts. saying you must stay together. Obviously, you you know, your personal situation. But but great things can happen yes. when you speak. Th- these laws, they happen because it's intricate. If you're a human being on this in universe you have power with your words you can speak things into being because it is your right you're made in the image of god god spoke and it became when we speak things are becoming whether for our good or whether for our detriment right so be careful with what you're saying about your health journey about your weight about what you can do or you can't do i really feel like a mother giving a lecture today but i'm still seeing it i want to get into your mind no, no, be careful with your words. Totally be careful. And, you know, there's a lot of super spirituality to words like, well, if God wants to take me by cancer, then so mm. be it. If God wants me to be bliss and, and I'm just going to whatever, you know, just and almost an apathetic mm-hmm. um, place with your words. Yeah. I feel like it's, like I said, we rest in God's sovereignty. That There is a full circle to all of this. And God and God um, has superseded things for because He knows He has a greater knowledge of everything. But He so wants us to take hold of His word, and His words say death and life are in the power of the tongue. And His words say that we can, mm-hmm. we can, we can have victory through yeah. through our lips, and that that we are um, sustained and satisfied. By the fruit of our lips, yes. or we are destroyed by the fruit of our lips. You know, I had to accept that I wasn't dying, but I accepted something that for me was way more powerful than I wasn't dying. It was even if I die tomorrow, I will have completed the work given to me here, and my purpose for being here shall be fulfilled, and that can't be taken away. And what it what would be happening in me saying I'm dying a- again is me going first to maybe I'm going to help build my kid's house or something up there. Like, may, you know, yeah, how, but you don't go yeah. around saying I'm dying because no. only God can tell you that. Well, only course, God can take you. What's ridiculous? <laughs> that's right. I mean, at first, a point first a of all, is, you were believing a lie. Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Point A is I was believing a lie. It was absolutely ridiculous, and 
all these beautiful other promises were were the reality, right? That right, I wasn't yeah. accepting. But point B was, um, I I feel like humanity needs to get to a yeah. place where we are finished yeah, yeah. being afraid of death. No, you're right death with whereas, it. Death, you're right. Where is your sting? I agree, hundred yeah. percent. But mother mother hen number two is coming in now. I love the total foundational rock that we can rest on as believers. Death wears a sting because guess what? I'm not dying. I'm going I'm going to be more alive than any of you when I pass the veil, right? Than <laughs> yeah. any of you here left back on earth. However, Danny, yeah. instead of saying, well, even if I die tomorrow, I will have completed <laughs> the work of the Lord, blah, 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 blah <laughs> everything I was meant purpose for. Sure. Why not be thinking, hey, I have no time for, de- for death. You know, I am promised um, you know, a long life, and and I've got purpose here, and and I've got things that I've I've le- and and almost like speaking the other side of it because you're still concentrating on dying tomorrow. Yeah. But there's two sides of it. Yeah. You can be doing it in fear, and fear is one of the big things I used to have when I used to sit in an airplane. Remember me, Serene? Completely petrified. I oh, just yeah. look at it, it's like I shouldn't be up here. I shouldn't be up here, and it was always like I can't die. My children need me, and it was always like that fear. Now I'm sitting in the airplane. Just because I've picked up the promise, like, God, I thank you that you can protect this airplane and thank you that you've got things for me to do. Knowing that despite that, yes. if it goes down, why even am I spending giving it a thought right now? You know what? Because he will take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. And so, Keith no. Green. yeah, Sorry. No room. I just can't have room in my brain for fear. And I love what Serene says. No, I don't negotiate with terrorists. Yes. <laughs> fear is a terrorist in our brain. It terrorized you two weeks ago, Danny, to the point. Yeah. And you we, remember Sarah? Yeah. Who, was it Sarah or Kat who wrote in and let us yeah. know that she didn't yeah. – um, she was struggling with a really rare disease um, – called the fear of cancer yeah. yes <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like she didn't yeah. have cancer no, she was afraid she had, was gonna get there. cancer for most of my life i had that disease and it's per- always cancer it and is always love. cancer i love the verse perfect love casts out fear casts out fear it casts out fear and i remember when i was walking through the situations with my two sons i had the one fighting cancer the other one you know had that car accident total totally put your mouth like, near that look look at you looking down <laughs> oh, it's not sorry, in the microphone number one had a car accident his ear was ripped off his head like he was in total like coma and everything and i just remember just wanting to go to those places of fear but i i just the words of the lord going through my brain perfect love casts out fear who has perfect love only god, god. only god it's only in him can we truly cast out fear yeah. we can't go to any other place not what the doctor tells us not not any any other um, contract with man, any other thing, it cannot cast out fear. No um, mental gymnastics in our earthly brain, nothing can cast out fear. That's why I don't do mental gymnastics anymore where I try and fit everything into that perfect box. Okay, I've got it all sealed up. It's all good. And if this, blah, 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 blah. No, it's all junk. Nothing we can do in our human brain can cast out fear. The only thing that can is his perfect love. Mm. And know, it's resting like you said, no matter what he does, if he takes me tomorrow, yeah, that's, that's that foundation. Serene, you're so right. But God has this perfect love, right? And I have been a believer in the Word and, you know, a pastor's kid since I've been a little girl. So I knew about God's perfect love. But we didn't rest in it, right? I didn't rest in it. His perfect love was there. I was down here running around going, I'm scared of cancer. I'm scared my husband will die. I'm scared of this. I'm scared our trim healthy mama business will uh, fold up. And then all these employees we take care of, they won't be able to feed their children. I'm scared of that. I'm worried about that. I for goodness sake. And we think pious, <laughs> wonderful thoughts that we're good people because we fear. Because we're worried about other people and we've got to worry or about our children. Or even we're worried about our children. But the fear is not for sin. me. It's not for them. It's for them. I need to be concerned for them. None of it is what God wants. Yeah. You know, I, I finally came to this kind of, I think for me, you know, it's all about your mentality. And uh, I've found some mental tools. You know, the phrase, what if you could, is really a mental mm. tool. Yeah, it is. It's like, okay, I oh, I want to do this so bad, but I, oh, what if, oh, I reach into my tool pouch that's yeah. on my on my hip, right? Like yes. at the job site. Oh, there's, there it is. What if you could? Should okay. be a chapter yeah. in your book, Dan Dan. <laughs> yeah, like a tool. Yeah, maybe it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, I find, um, I find these little tools are helpful and, one new tool that I've been contemplating lately is whenever I have any sort of mental negative experience, right? Call it fear or 
frustration or I'm, I feel timid or I'm afraid. Any, just any, and, and you'll do it. You'll, like you'll go through like, have you ever had like a good 30 minute spell where it's just something's wrong and you're just uh, in your stomach, but you're making food and you're not thinking about it, but uh, something's wrong and what is it? And then you're like, oh, that's right. Yep. And then it's some dumb thing that's yeah. totally solvable, yeah. but it's totally ruining your day. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So like a, a new little tool for me is I now say that anytime I ha- I'm feeling a negative experience, yes. it's all it is. Doesn't mean anything's wrong. Doesn't mean that life is going badly or I'm in a bad season. We always, you know, it's a mm, season. Tough it's like, season. I'm in a tough season. No, it's the brain's little flag warnings waving. It's the brain just saying, "Pay attention, pay attention." Pay. There's a there's a there's an issue. You there's a and it's usually a wrong uh, perspective. Right. It's the eye is dark, and yeah. so the whole body's full so of darkness. Yeah. You know, and it's like if the eye is good. The whole yeah. body will be full of it's light. It's like saying, you're basically saying, no, there's something you need to look at differently because you've looked at it in the wrong way. And yes. it's mess- yeah. Your body is saying, it's telling so, you. So if we can just, instead of our negative feelings and emotions meaning something, yeah. instead of them meaning, and this is yeah. so freaking huge. Oh, I love that. But, instead yeah. of the negative experience or the bad day yeah. or the bad season, instead of it meaning something, yeah. it's just the brain's brilliantly designed um check engine light yeah for you to look at and go okay why is this oh and it's always ridiculous levels of solutions yeah they're just you can just solve it in a second or just whatever i love that danny and i totally agree with you that's a great tool and i i'm not dissing the tool because i do believe sharpen the the tool no it's the brain's way too okay something needs to be looked at in a different way because i shouldn't be having these negative feelings because i'm not made for negativity i'm Mm. made for positivity so obviously i've got to put a different sun pair of sunnies on totally agree but I had the same thing too. And I used to, you know, I don't know why I'm going back to the story of the time, but I used to think when we were going through that season, um, if I, if we ever get through this with the law, which I believe we will and blah, 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 mm. there'll be nothing that yeah. can make me unhappy. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so because yeah. at this point, I don't care if we have to like stand on an iceberg for the rest of our life. If yeah. our son lives, right. I will yes. be happy yes. sitting out in Alaska freezing right. with no home. Like, yeah. like uh, uh, the, everything crash around. Everything. We have no home. We're homeless. No shoes. None of our children have shoes. Doesn't matter. He's alive. Like, and how long does it last? One right, week? Right. To the point where, <laughs> where I can get these negative feelings. And, 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 and it's like, whoa. What am I unhappy about? And so my new tool is, and I love your tool too, but my new tool is if I ever feel just the negativity and the unhappiness and just like just agitation and where I'm just barking at my children for no reason, straight away I think, straight I'm like, be off with you head like terrorists again because God doesn't put a cap on our happiness so i've got it if i've got this cap mean making me feel like it's constantly wednesday and i've got homework and and, and none of that's and it's true not friday then yeah. i just realized it's 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 a demonic terrorist that yeah. just wants me to be crappy and 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 so i'm straight away it's like i've got no reason to have a cap on my happiness oh that's just you devil sorry off with yeah. your head yeah like you know that. straight away if i feel any cap off with your head, devil, because God took all caps away. Isn't that he interesting? Says, life abundant. Joy unspeakable. Yes. Hey, you're listening to The Party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> this is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right. It's P-O-D-D-Y. Well, we have these, um, you know, mental states. You know, it's like sometimes we're at this peak state, you yeah. know, where it's just like, did I drink? nine cups of coffee i'm just filled with just excitement and energy and joy and everywhere i go i'm just putting on a show you know i I feel like for me at least that's what i that's my happy state is i'm checking out at kroger and i'm fully entertaining everyone who can hear me yeah that's when danny's in (laughs) his happy yeah i'm just in this zealous mode and then other times it's just like like you're in your your wife's robe yeah yeah the, the robe day and it's like what is the difference what is is it Am I a creature of such chemical manipulation that I'm going in and out of these positive and negative states? You know, um, it's it's interesting when you start thinking about how you're, you know, you know me, too deep. However, you know, you can't measure, you can measure the brain, you know, you can you can look at the heart of the body, you know, you can look at the cardiovascular system. 
Um, one thing I love about that I think Americans are starting to get into a little more, somewhat too far, but at the same time, Americans or at least Westerners are starting to believe that there's this invisible part of us that can't be measured and can't have like a machine hooked up to to see. Um, they're not really well, ready. The spirit. Well, I was going to say they're not really <laughs> ready yet to call it the spirit or the soul or whatever sort of invisible. But you know, if you just science um, is almost starting to measure. It's almost so. catching well, uh, up with the Bible. Why yeah. be da- downcast on my soul? Well, you yeah. know, interesting. As I was going to this uh, gut doctor, yeah. this gut specialist, he was almost nervous because he didn't want to discredit himself. Yeah. But he started asking me about like stresses and like where's my mental state yeah. and what are my beliefs. Like he was like, "Do you have any religious beliefs?" Yeah. And and I was like, "Whoa!" A doctor asking me about. Well, the reason is is you can find all of these at like major university studies yeah. now uh, online, is they're starting to treat the untangible things yeah. of mm-hmm. the brain and of the body. They're starting to take them seriously mm-hmm. and they're starting to um, develop systems of getting people in the right state. Mm-hmm. And they're calling the healing that they're seeing because of this placebo. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, you can pray to, in fact, this doctor told me this. He goes, I don't care what God you pray to. If you pray to your God and you believe that he will heal you, he was like, I'm seeing people healed, man, of like every- Yeah, and placebo goes only so far. But well, belief is a universal yeah. law. Yes, it is. Well, you that's see, my we point. Totally. promise these things yes. in the scripture, but belief and spoken word, no matter what, he has a 100%. point, no matter the religion is a universal law. Oh, I totally yeah. agree. I'm just but saying, the cross but it only goes so than far yeah. because there's a point where- you need the cross. Yeah. You need the blood because you can't be new creatures without that. You can't yeah. actually rise above this constant negative Right, but battle. I do believe that there is healing in that too. I yeah. 100% agree. Oh, there's dudes but, out. But we, he, he's a gut doctor. Did he talk about the emotions in the gut? Oh Isn't that incredible? Gosh. And that backs up the Bible because David said, my bowels, my bowels. And you know, he Here's expressed what he his emotion. he talked about with the gut. He yeah. said, oh, really? Oh, David? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense because oh. he said, Was he David said, man. One of them. He goes, this is kind of like new science. A and lot my of loins yearn. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, moved within my bowels, even Song of Solomon. Yeah. It's all in the bowels. I don't think the loins yearning because that's a different connotation. No, the loins <laughs> meaning. No, it's mean, it was all about the bowels, the innermost. Yeah, I think you got the words. You're in the wrong way. Oh, sorry. The loins are different thinking, parts of the I wasn't anatomy. thinking all, all you R-rated people. Is this like... Uh, some sort of like she's in my loins yearn. Is this like a Christian way to like sext my wife? Like just send her a little message. Hey, my <laughs> loins are yearning. No, just curious. Sorry, being that way. Like <laughs> in my head, I was thinking of it all. My bowels move within, and the yeah. whole song is solemn. But it actually meant the seat of your emotions. Yes. They call it the seat of your emotions. Are your bowels? Oh, the bowels are the seat of emotion in it the has, Bible. They have a brain. They, yes, they do. Okay, that's a whole the brain. Okay, hey, but okay, Hold, you got to finish your thing. You got to finish your thing, and then we got to get a superfood yeah, spotlight today. Yeah, but I'm going to say five seconds to back up what you said at the beginning. Too after oh, he finishes right. his well, thing. Go, they're Jen, discovering finish. they're discovering thought neurons in the heart that actually oh, go yeah. out from the heart, not just the brain, but the heart is sending Isn't that thought. Huge. Yes. Now, now I bet you, maybe it's already been studied, but I, I bet you it's similar in the bowel. And we're going to find yeah. as science progresses. Neurons all throughout the body that we oh, just couldn't yeah. see and thought, you know. Th- anyways, okay. Yeah. My point is um, about the uh, the gut is what this doctor was saying was that the fight the fight or flight mechanism yep. completely shuts down your digestive system it and does. it sends instead all of those chemicals to your muscles um, to um, to be able to either run really fast or to be able to fight. Yes. As hard as you can, and it's an adrenaline shot, and this whole thing. I mean, the last thing a a guy before he enters the boxing ring can think yeah. about is food. Right, exactly. And I used to box. I yeah, and I, yeah. I, and I just remember you'd be starving. You put on the gloves. You start yeah. thinking about the fight, and it's over. Do you know yeah. what's funny, though, Dan? Eat. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things, have actually men are like that, right? Men need like usually something to happen. To them before they change, you know. And sometimes women just want to learn and hey, let's get better at this. But yeah. men need this life crisis, you know, like <laughs> yeah. my husband's high blood pressure. Okay, finally, I'll do this trim healthy mama thing, you know. Yeah. And then we've sat here and talked about Danny, how the digestive system shuts down when you're in a 
you know, a, an emotional state, negative emotional state. That's why you got to slow eat and get away from <laughs> but all But you that. had to learn it from okay. your doctor because well, you're having gut problems. So that's okay. But we won't you know get what? too offended, the, Danny. No, no. No, it's great. Here's the thing, Telltale though. tip. Oh, yeah. Up until recently, I never knew how cause and effect it really was. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, somebody would say, um, eat, eat, you guys taught me, eat an orange for digestion. Right, get the vitamin C in there because it helps assimilate. Yeah, I've never seen it in orange, but vitamin C. Yeah, doesn't it help assimilate other nutrients or something? Um, what What did you tell me? Not that particular thing. My that whole you point said, isn't but, founded on this. By okay, the way, but, but oranges I know. are good, but we've never said the meat for digestion. But yeah, what was it that helps with absorption or? Um, absorption. Well, vitamin C helps collagen be used, and it helps that. iron be absorbed. Okay, anyway, yeah. two together. So take that, right? All right, <laughs> your version that's actually <laughs> real and not my made-up one. Um, I used to see it as like people would say, you know, take a little turmeric for your digestion, or peppermint tea will help right, with that. Di- right, right. And I always pictured it as a like long-term help that you would never really notice like in your daily life. Take a little life. bit of relaxation for your yeah. digestion. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I'm drinking my tea and now I know that at 80 I had drank my tea my whole life and it and it mattered in like a, but I thought it was so tiny, tiny, tiny. Right. Like it sort of, sort of matters. But what I learned with my little crisis, we yeah. just taking our shoes off? I'm hot, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're taking your shoes and socks off. Keep going, Dan. It is pretty hot. We've got to wrap this up um, and you're, you're going to get to a great say. point. Well, yes. I'm just curious... Um, you know, I guess what I'm saying is an answer to your thing about how you got to have a crisis. I didn't realize how, how serious and in the moment and daily the cause and effect thing is of what you put in your body. Right. It's actually, you know, you think, well, for example, I'll just have this one piece of cheesecake Mm -hmm. and, you know, of course I haven't had cheesecake in, in a month. We'll, we'll never see this cheesecake. You'll yeah. see it somehow. It's like fuel. It's put in the wrong fuel in your body and it matters. It's very interesting you said that because I just got sent this um, care gift for buying furniture at this store. Oh. And um, they sent me some Christie's cookies. Didn't know we were like health people. Yeah. And said, and the card said, um, you will eat 33,000 cookies in your lifetime. Here's help getting there. Okay. Right. And I thought to myself, yeah, that's so interesting. I bet you mo- ha- at least half of those 33,000 cookies were just this once. Uh, just just, oh, just yeah. this once. Right. That's and you get up to 33,000. Wow, that's a lot. Every cookie I've ever put in my mouth is a just this once And what cookie. about this? Okay, so let's get back to what Pearl said in the, in the beginning okay. at this point. Okay, I've been good at this positive speaking, but just this once, I'm going to let it all out. <laughs> just this once, I can't stand you. You're really getting on my nerves. Just this once, I'm going to be just let it all out. Let it all hang out. How many times? Is it 33,000 times then? Are you going to be speaking death over your family and over your life yeah. and over your health? Yeah. And then when Pearl, when you were talking about how, let's just see the power of words. It's so true. But when you, and Danny, you were talking about tools, you know, the little, in the tool belt, um, what if you could, or in the, um, your other tool. Okay. I'm feeling this, this stressor. I've got to see things differently when you see you speak things differently. Mm. And when I was talking about having those negative feelings come over me. Mm. My little tool when I feel that is, you know, off with your head, devil. But the other thing is I start saying opposite of my feelings because my feelings are still in the negative. My feelings are still like there's something just like just crawling up my spine like I just feel agitated, right? I'll start saying, boy, I'm excited. (laughs) And I'll talk to my children, isn't this a great day? And if I start saying that for a few minutes, I get excited and I get these Christmas feelings in my cells and I it really yes. does change my oh, and the I'm greatest you, of all feelings and I'm yeah. telling you here's what if you can do this it's a huge I'm going to write a book on this the power of skipping oh if yeah. you are in a bad mood and you something's wrong you're down you oh, skip, skip through your living room you tell me if you don't feel happy after oh. that you skip outside I was just skipping the other day the joy that was flooding my body oh, you can't skip it. it if you're down you can't skip but you start skipping you can't stay down oh. I'm telling you now here's what I wanted to end with I started and may I end you may yes but I'm going to say one oh, more okay. you, oh, can you, end may, after you. you may not no you yeah. want the last word all I wanted to say is I, I wanted want to wrap it up word. with some things like were, I wanted to get tangible. Like, I know we've said this before, but come on, we're doing a rehash today. 
you know, I, I see on the Facebook, I see many things and I understand because so many of you knew and so, and so many as you change things, it, it, it is hard sometimes, but you make it harder by what you're saying and by your perspective. Like totes. I can't, I just find this trim healthy mama thing really hard. Uh-uh, don't say that. Mm-hmm. I'm really rocking this trim healthy mama thing. Yeah, I've made some mistakes, but I can do this. This this trim healthy mama thing is it's really giving me a bunch of freedom. Yeah, yesterday I I sort of messed up that meal, but I know I can do this. And yes, I am a trim healthy mama. Yeah, I, some some of my meals aren't perfect, but I sure am a trim healthy mama. So good. There's such a difference and an empowerment. That scientifically will flood through your body when you say these things. And there's an empowerment that comes too. You know, I I thought I was rocking this positive speaking thing, but then I also knew that there was some some complaints that I needed to say. (laughs) Like if it was freezing outside, I'd be like, I know, I'm freezing. Or if if the walls he painted it. These walls are ugly, right? I, yeah. I said the complaint, but I was reading this book that Pearl yeah. gave me. It was an empowerment book, um, oh, actually em- about relationship. And this person what, was that saying, "That is a good book. It's called if, what? Uh, yeah, the, the yes, it was an amazing. Wife. Yes, the empowered wife. Yes, Ooh, it's a good one for marriage. It's a good one. But anyway, anyway um, she was saying every complaint that people say, there's really a desire behind it. So find the desire and speak the desire instead of the complaint. So now, if I'm freezing and as I'm walking to the car instead of saying, "Children, isn't it a free? It's as cold as a mother-in-law's kiss out here. It's freezing." You know, I'd be like, "I'm going to enjoy it when I get inside." So I speak the desire. I speak the joy that's coming instead of like. You know, my house is still oh, the walls got ugly, are ugly paint. Instead of saying the walls are ugly, I'll say to my husband, I'll say, oh, it's going to be great when, when we put our favorite color on the wall. Like, just speak the desire. It's pr- that, all that is is practice and habit and good stuff. Yeah. And I then it, it changes every other part of your life. And I want to yeah. say one thing in yeah. closing. We've said these tools and they're great, but there's sometimes a dusty old book, you know, and it's it's got a couple old dustier hymnals, you know, mm-hmm. in the back of the a pew maybe next to them. But if you get out that book and you see it as the modern transcript for true abundant living for 2019 and mm. beyond, yeah, there are 7,487 promises that have been – there's more than that probably because there's sometimes promises inside a promise, mm-hmm. like more than one promise. But just 7,487 promises in God's Word that we can take to the bank that aren't just tools but are total guaranteed checks. If we take them to the bank. Wow. I was going to end with another PS, but I'm going to just stop because then you'd have another PS after my PS. No, I'll leave it. I'm done. Trim Healthy Mama. Super Food Spotlight. Super Food Spotlight. No, you don't need to say that. It's already been done. Okay, Tim. Okay. Okay, Tim. Tim, can you leave that? And I'll tell you why I want you to leave that. Just to prove to the world that she really holds the big sister thing over me, even professionally in business. We have the cutest little kids saying, Spooper food spotlight. So why are you repeating it? Good on you, mate. Right. Now you look like the meanie. <laughs> she wants to leave it in. Okay. So I look like the Tim, big bossy sister. Please. Um, no, so we're talking about an amazing, incredible food. The basis of the healthy Mediterranean people, the basis of a people so so healthy that I don't know how many diet books have been written about them, but all of a sudden this food has been villainized. It is vilified. You can leave that in, Tim. Villani- villa- vilified? vilified? Villainized? No, vilified. Oh, see, there she goes again, being the big old meanie. <laughs> but all of a sudden, this food is now the, it is now poison. Mm. It is now only to use to throw at people. Not by everyone, but by a certain, there is a certain uh, diet craze that, and it's not just one diet book author there's others getting on this bandwagon and saying it's true let's say the word tomato (gasps) oh Oh. tomatoes are so healthy and before all of this uh before all of this scare Mm. and the sensational um fear diet books the tomato was considered to be so super anti-aging. And in and, and a lot of studies, and Pearl, you can tell exactly where they are here in a second if I, leave, if I don't explain it properly, but there was a study done, a very, very large study um, with 
and it was done of people to add about four tablespoons of tomato tomato puree to their diet for three months and to see what would happen after three months. They measured their actual skin for anti-aging of the skin after three months and it had more natural sunscreen, more prevention of the yeah. uh, ultraviolet um, A rays. dose of 55 grams, which is four tablespoons, of concentrated tomato puree. After three months, the tomato eaters were found to su- possess a surprising 33% higher protection against sunburn. Isn't that awesome? They also, their skin had reduced DNA damage. For, their for, aging for cancer cells. actually regressed and get this they were found to have significantly higher levels of collagen (laughs) (laughs) pro-collagen right collagen the protein responsible for the firmness of youthful skin okay and so this is not even talking about how tomatoes are meant to be incredible to cut the bad cholesterol to be anti-cancer for internal cancers and things like this but this is a new one let's just think of the beauty of skin anti-aging anti-inflammatory of the skin just in three months now Let's talk about tomatoes. The scare is with them lately that there's lectins in tomatoes. Well, in the seeds and in, and the, in skin. the skin. Surprisingly, that is where the goodness of the tomato is. Yes. You see, when you start getting crazy and you're saying that foods that God made are no longer good for us and are out to kill us, we then miss out on the things that are potent in tomatoes that kill diseases in our bodies. So incredibly, you know, several large observational studies have tracked Tens of thousands of people. This is not a group of like seven, eight little studies. These are tens of thousands of people. And I'm showing that tomatoes cause a significantly reduced incidence of many cancers. And guess this, Pearl. Yes. The very yummy thing that makes tomatoes have that umami, that, yeah. that special savory taste that's naturally yes. in them, is around the fleshy parts around the seeds. It's yes. attached. It's that little gel around it the is, seeds. Serena. And it is that... Yes. The very seeds and the skin that holds these fighting properties. And they're the very mm-hmm. things that are, that are vilified. Pearl, One Harvard words. University study, you can't really argue with a Harvard study, found that tomatoes and their products had a 35% lower risk um, of prostate cancer, those who ate them, including a 53% lower risk of the more aggressive forms of cancer, heart health, Incredible. And if study you, after study. And if you think, okay, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to, you know, eat lots of salad and throw mm. in a big old yeah. tomato. Mm. No, it's actually the cooked tomato that's healthier. The cooked tomato, when you cook a tomato, it releases so much more of its nutrients, the lycopene. And the lycopene is a thing that fights cancer and right. fights to heart diseases. Um, how many more times? I've got it written here. Uh, well, first of all, before I talk about cooking, How don't, to pick the yeah, tomatoes. don't, yeah. First of all, when you bring a tomato home, don't put it in the fridge. It's the death of the tomato. Yeah. I just found this out. There's a great book called ja- uh, How to Eat Better by James Wong. It's a British book. Oh, 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 this book. Oh, this is good. Oh, my goodness. It brought such joy to my life because it celebrated God's yeah. gift of food. It celebrated. And it just really took down a bunch of the scare myths that are like yeah. making life miserable. Um, it's hard to get here. It's a British book, and it's not really here Where in America. I it? had to buy it. Uh, I bought it off Amazon, but it took like two and a half weeks. It came from Britain. Ooh. Oh man, it's a brilliant book. Under the Queen. Don't put your tomatoes in the fridge. Put them out on your kitchen counter where they get a little bit of sun, because it causes the lycopene in them to go up two hundred percent. That's yeah. Isn't yeah. that interesting? And this chemical reaction um, will not occur below ten degrees. Okay. So don't stick them in your fridge. Yes. Keep them out, hopefully in a little bit of sunlight streaming in on on them, and they will actually increase their benefits, increase their… Types of tomatoes. You know, we always think of that big fat tomato, and and on Trim Healthy Mama, tomatoes are a fuel pool, meaning you can go with S or E, but we say don't overdo them. Don't sit there and have three big tomatoes in an S meal because they do contain some some natural fruit sugars, right. okay, but they're not high in them. So we do enjoy tomatoes, um, but baby tomatoes are have the best disease fighting properties. Cherry tomatoes, plum tomato, little plum tomatoes. Why, Serene? 
Tell us. Because, well, first of all, it's a concentrated nutrients and there's more skin to flesh ratio. And it's in the skin, like we were saying before, where all of these phytonutrients, they, they kind of like nest in there. And so in the little plum um, tomatoes, it's more of a spherical, sh- uh, like elongated shape mm. w- that has even more skin to flesh ratio. Isn't that incredible? And here's another thing. We all are told these days, huge scare tactics. You can only buy buy pro- locally grown products. Oh, this is great. Now, it's fantastic if you can grow your own tomatoes in your garden. More power to you and they're great, right, Serene? Yeah. But local is not always better. if you live in London like this guy, mm-hmm. right, and it's all kind of like a cloudy sky kind mm-hmm. of weather, the tomatoes do not, that they're not as rich in all these wonderful disease-fighting nutrients as those that are found in the sunny Mediterranean. Yes, exactly. So if we're getting tomatoes from Florida and they're coming up here, Good for us. Hey, and doesn't he say that they, they've they actually done studies and even in the, the, the trucking up from a certain state or the or the shipping over from a certain country, they haven't lost m- many of their nutrients. No, they don't lose the nutrients. That's his big thing in this book called How to Eat Better. Some vegetables do, but tomatoes don't. Yes, some do, but he... Most yeah, it's actually just broccoli that, that yeah, yeah broccoli most actually don't and if you do frozen broccoli you're fine yeah yeah most vegetables and fruits are holding their nutrients oh this is a release it, this, this, book. Oh, this book is such a release when when all these books out there right now are like this will kill you and that will kill you and don't eat that and you can only live with five things and he just shows you how to take. Oh. Everyday foods and just make them healthier by what you do when you bring you them home. You better love us, um, Mr. Wang, because we. It's I Wong. just want to tell Wong. everyone to James Wong, Wong to go and hey, and I'm not just being Chinese racial Wang and Wong. It is yeah. very, very James different. Wong. Yes, because you know I have I have Chinese daughter. <laughs> oh, Sharice, I have like, Chinese daughter. I'm not racist. I have a Chinese daughter-in-law. No, it's like me like, saying like my sister's Mr. Black. Wang, and, and you're like, well, it's Wong. Are <laughs> you Danny? And, He's and, just and, I'm just trying to say the name. I'm sure is very, very different, and and the families are very, very proud of their Wang or their Wong. But um, oh, Tim, I'll leave this to your discretion, dearest Tim. Okay, Tim Elf. I'm proud of the fact that I have. I, I. Oh, I'm so excited. Anyway, she may think she does protest too much. Hey, but I do want to say, you're not James, a racist, is Serene. It Wong? James Wong. I want everybody to buy your book because I was reading it last night, and it was better for me. Then the shower with the soundscape, um, little musics of, of waves and everything. It was so bringing peace to me, bringing tranquility to a storm tossed diet sea these days where everything is wrong. And if you don't buy a local, you're going to hell. And if you, if you eat any processed food, you're going to hell. And if you chop up your salad and, and put it in your fridge, you can't do that. You have to spend the, you have to spend the prep every day. You can't do any prep ahead because, because you're destroying the nutrients. And he has some amazing things to say about that, right, Pearl? Oh, I'm telling you. And we I, could go on, but we got to say I do want to say, I want you to get his book, but he won't care because we're selling him books here if I read some from Can it. Can you send me one for free, James Wong, just for all the publicity? <laughs> yeah, because Serene's stealing mine, Mr. James Wong. I think he's pretty big in the Euro- in the Britain. I think he's a superstar. People don't well, know hey, him here. Well, hey, superstar Wong, we could like- He like, could come on our potty. Yeah. Hey, um, trapped deep within the tomato cells, lycopene is hard to get out until one thing happens. Cooking. Yes. Hey, this is great because I was a raw foodist, but do you know what he says and why he says it? If you have a salad and you spill some tomato from your salad down your shirt, you won't get a very bad stain. But you spill some pizza yes. sauce, it's a pretty bad stain because because it's the, where the color and the carotenoids are that all these disease-fighting properties are, and it's the cooking that releases yes. that. I know. So in as little as 30 minutes of bubbling on the stove, it can more than double the amount of bright red lycopene available in tomatoes. And it transformed the lycopene molecules from hard-to-absorb crystals into much more soluble form that is easier for your body to get at. As hey, if I want by James magic. Wong on this potty. Oh, I want to do it by him. Skype. I don't know, but if he's ever here in the United Producer States, John, um, hey, we could tell him we're the biggest number one sh- uh, health podcast. Yeah, hey, Why wouldn't he come John on? Here, well, you want to get on that? One? Yeah. <laughs> if there's ever someone we want in our party, it's Mister Jane Wong. Um, I want to say call him Jane Wong. Jane Wong. Shouldn't put the S on it. Okay, making okay. Respect here for the tomato Chinese, puree but. when it's actually not just cooked but reduced. Yes, the same stuff that you buy in a can. Yes, puree. Guess what? You're going to love your bolognese now. Go look in our cookbooks for the bolognese or any chili or anything when we use puree. Is a whopping 16 times richer in lycopene 
than the same volume of fresh tomatoes. Oh, man. Is that not incredible? Oh, so fantastic. And he talks about how when you put it with olive oil and that's naturally what we do. And I love do, the way he talks about home cooked versus it. processed. Because mm-hmm. all, all kinds of cooking is a process. Yes. And he talks about just if you make a cake at home, home cooking with real ingredients. Yeah. It's still junk, white flour and white sugar and all that yeah. stuff. And it doesn't really matter if it was made in a factory w- yeah. or if it was made as long at home. As long as it's it- done with quality and no right. additives are added. Yes. I love. He just really sets a lot of... Anyway, I love me some tomatoes. I've been having them in my omelets in the morning, but what I'm doing every week now, and, and I'm showing this on our membership site, oh, Serena just got Autumn you. to take some photos. I'm doing a video next time we do videos together, Yay. loveies. I get together... Kale and spinach. This is going so long. Should I talk about this another day? It should have been a whole day? potty on tomatoes. One minute. But kale and spinach. Kale has oh, just, it's so good. He talks about kale in here. Oh, I know. But again, enhanced when cooked. Mushrooms. Yes, enhanced, enhanced when, when cooked. cooked. And tomatoes. So yeah. once a week, I get them all together and I saute them in a pan. Oh. Then... I've got them in my fridge and I'm just putting them in everything. I'm putting them I've in my morning these omelet. I'm putting them in my stir fries. Oh. I'm putting them in my soups. And it's just they're ready to go and I'm getting all these nutrients and so such weight loss benefits of all these mushrooms and spinach. Oh, got to go, people. It's too exciting. And John has given me the eye. So we shall bring that next week even though we're promised. And when John gives the eye, we must wrap up. Trim healthy brothers and sisters. We love you. We're glad you're with us. Come hang with us on Facebook, Instagram, and anywhere else you can find the Trim Healthy Mama community. Bye. bye. See you next week. Trim healthy mama my way. And then I'll be trim healthy mama to stay. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.